Lifers, another day up right and above ground. Now what are we going to do with it? This is the Laws on Life podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Laws, and I'll be your tour guide on this little adventure. This is your first time joining. Welcome. If you've listened to us before, welcome back. This is episode two, and I just can't wait to get started. Today, we're going to pour some intellectual concrete, laying out a nice little foundation that we can all build upon. So I hope you brought your safety goggles and your steel-toed boots, because we don't need anybody getting injured while we run through this stuff. I wonder, wonder who, who, who wrote the book out loud. Tell me, tell me, tell me who wrote the Yes, monotones, please tell us who wrote the book of love. Being an avid reader, about 50 a year on average, I'd like to go ahead and pick up a copy. Maybe a few other titles in that life series while I'm at it. But I'm guessing that collection was probably published in an extremely limited edition. I can't seem to find them anywhere. Wouldn't that be nice, though, if there was an owner's manual? We could all be amateur biomechanics. The dashboard light pops on, you grab your tools, flip to page 42, where you'll find the answer to life, the universe, and everything. No, wait. That's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Eh, but you get my drift. Well, I'm not writing a Chilton's manual or anything to that degree, but that is the basis for one of my current projects. You'll hear more about that a little later. For now, let's pick up where we left off. Page 707. The Meaning of Life. What does it actually mean? And hell for that matter, what does meaning even mean? That kind of reminds me of, it depends upon what the meaning of this is. Well, what I have noticed in my research is that in order to understand something, we humans like to try and define it. That way we can easily classify and reference it later in our feeble attempts to navigate and communicate effectively. We typically do so by designating a few different attributes. They tend to be by function, in general what it does or how it's used, phases, the different stages it may have, and features, the specifics that differentiate it from everything else. Let me give you an example. A door. How do you define a door? You could say it's a temporary barrier that provides controlled access from one location to another. You could also say that it opens and closes, or possibly even locks. The first description defines its function, whereas the second identifies its phases. Both of these attributes are used to define any and every door. Now, if I asked you to define a specific door, You could say something like, I don't know, it's wood, maybe rectangular in shape, solid, possibly red. Although that would just make me want to paint it black. 
Now these are features and they are unique to each individual. Door in this case. This technique goes the same for just about anything. Yep, even life. So if you're going to define life in general, we should be able to do so using its universal functions and phases. So what are the functions that define life? Well, glad you asked, because now I gotta tell you. I'm no biologist, but I have studied it quite a bit back in the day. Mostly as a corpsman and lab tech in the Navy, but just to make sure, I consulted good old Webster on the matter. Basically, there are four primary functions that most people agree upon. Well, I guess as much as you can get anyone to agree upon anything. Can I get a name in? It must contain the potential for growth, homeostasis, which is the ability to adapt, metabolism, the ability to transform, and reproduction, the ability to replicate and continue on. All right, that covers the basic functions. Pretty easy, right? What about the phases? Well, you may be familiar with a life cycle graph. If not, just look it up. Basically, it looks like a hump on paper. There's a beginning, a period of development where the line goes up at an angle, as well as maturity where the line goes down at an angle as it proceeds forward in time until it finally ends. Yep, in order to call it a life, it has to have a beginning and an end, unfortunately, as well as the productive period where it develops and matures. <laughs> Some of us a little faster than others, would you say? We all have these basic phases as well as the functions in common with every single living organism on the planet, at least as far as I know. Yep, that includes the plants. You want to know something even crazier? This holds true on conceptual lives, like your social life, your work life, your financial life, your married life, or even the life of a corporation. If you can accurately add the word life to it, it should meet these same criteria. The only exception that I can think of are camels and their phases. They can actually have two humps. Just kidding. Bad dad joke. Now you might be wondering what the hell does this have to do with the price of tea in China? And why do I care? Well, by overlaying these phases and functions, we can actually identify a truly universal and timeless pattern that transcends race, religion, sex, where you were born, and at what time in history. For you programmer types, yeah, I do that too. It's kind of like a base code that everything else is built upon. You could say it's the tie that binds. And once you fully understand this simple algorithm and how it works, you can start making it work for you. You can kiss that frustrated victim status to the curb and start leveraging it to produce the life you actually want. You'll see those feelings you have turn out to be the symbolic dashboard lights I was referring to earlier. They're there to indicate when one of these key elements are out of balance or disproportion. Just like the dashboard lights on a car, your disposition and that of others 
acts as an outward expression of the inner issues. If you know what they mean, you can actually do something about it. And if you catch it early enough, you can possibly prevent any real damage from happening. You know, low fuel light, fill her up, door ajar, open and slam, oil light. That's not a genie bottle, although it will make you start wishing. Right, son? This too shall pass. But if you don't know what they mean, you could find yourself staring at a drunk robot, a.k.a. battery light. Wondering what the hell does that mean? Right before your car dies, going down the mountain at night with your very pregnant wife, brother, and sister-in-law, leaving you and your passengers stranded at an abandoned ranger station with no help around except that possible bear in the bush and a van load of strangers that looks like they just came from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, and 20 sets of eyes glaring at you through the darkness? Spoiler alert, they were just deer. We lived, and yes, that really happened. But I digress. My point is, we should probably get to know what these indicators are, what they mean, and what we need to do to address them. If you're the DIY type, you can take matters into your own hands. As Rob Schneider would say, you can do it! If not, you can at least seek help from a professional. There are not many things more frustrating than continually throwing water on smoke trying to put the fire out. You feel like you're doing all you can, but with misguided efforts, you'll just become exhausted and still have the problem. The good news is, on the flip side of every problem, is an opportunity. I like to call that coin potential, but I might be getting a little ahead of myself here. We'll address that matter in the next episode. Some physics pun intended. There is one more aspect that I would like to include here to complete our foundation, and that is facets. Facets are the different aspects of life. We all have so many of them that I can't possibly list them all here. However, there are four that we all have in common. Each of these are different layer of our life, but are just as much us as any other aspect. Let me expound. The best way I can describe it is like those Russian nesting dolls. You know, the ones with incrementally smaller ones inside. The first one that we'll discuss is the innermost you. I refer to that as your psychological facet. Your mind is truly unique and makes you the only you that exists. Yet it seems to be a collection of all the interpreted experiences you have encountered over a lifetime. The next figurative doll that uh, houses the prior is the physical you. This is your body. It too is made up of a collection. There are organs and colonies of bacteria, yeast, and lots of other stuff that will work together to make you, you. Although that description makes it sound kind of like a human kombucha. This layer is just as important as the first and should not be overlooked when focusing your efforts. Then comes the next layer. This one is the social you. 
It, like the others, is still just as much you as anything else. It's kind of your place in society. You could call it your reputation, character, role, whatever you want that connects you to others of your species. For us, it's humanity. Although if you were a honey badger, it would still hold true. You just wouldn't care because basically honey badgers are badass and they just don't give a shit. Finally comes what I refer to as the spiritual you. Now, let me clarify this one so I don't offend anyone, as it is susceptible to misinterpretation. In this context, it does not have a specific religious connotation to it. What I mean when I say spiritual is a reference to our connection to all of life itself. The religious aspect we'll address later with the other what I refer to as fractals. So to clarify, if you looked at this as a taxonomy, you remember this one from school, kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species, there's one above kingdom, and that is life. And life is like an ogre. It has layers. And just as in the biological taxonomy, each sublevel is part and parcel to the one above it. Just as you are with these four facets. Psychological, physical, social, and spiritual. Wow, that seemed like a lot. But it was necessary so that we all have the same starting foundation to build upon. Next week, we'll be discussing more of the mechanics of this concept. Once we have the groundwork laid here and are able to operationalize it then, we'll be able to jump into the fun stuff that lies in each intersection. So, to wrap this up and put a pretty little bow on it, life has four primary functions. Growth, adaptation, transformation, and continuation. Four primary phases. Beginning, developmental, maturing, and ending. And four primary facets, psychological, physical, social, and spiritual. There are also lots of features and fractals too that make each of us different. This whole concept should help us better understand what we all have in common, for it is through unity that we'll be able to appreciate and respect our diversity. Thank you for listening to the Laws on Life podcast. If you found this information entertaining and empowering, mission accomplished. But now, maybe you can do a little something for me in return. We'd like to hear from you, so please leave a comment. Then, like and share our content with anyone and everyone you think may benefit. They can find us on their favorite podcast distributor, be it Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple, amongst others. Oh, and make sure you come back each week. A new episode will debut every Monday. But that's not all. I will also be releasing other special segments in different formats randomly throughout the week. This is Eddie Laws reminding you to laugh, learn, and live a little. Thank you.